Yeah, I'm uh, definitely, purple and gold is definitely minority in eastern Washington. But as we say, cougars, they're like our little brother. Every now and then they get a punch in, but they just kind of fuss and do their thing. So yeah, there, there's a few of us out there, but yeah. Well, Evergreen, it is great to be back with you. This is, this is a lot of fun. It's, it's like, I was, I was thinking about this, it's like a family reunion, the good parts of family reunion, coming back to Evergreen. And uh, I just want to, very first thing, I just want to say thank you. From Mark and I, from Sweet Life, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Thank you for your guys' love. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. Some of you guys send, actually write letters of encouragement. Some of you guys send texts, give calls. There have been people that have come out to see us. Thank you. It is, it is so incredible to know that whether Walla Walla is where God has us until we go up to heaven or whether he sends us to who knows where on this globe, we always have our evergreen family, and that's, that's just incredible. It means so much to us. So thank you guys so much. Hey, I want to start by giving you guys a quick little update. Uh, start with the uh, Crichton family. We are doing well. Uh, Judah is taking his, I would love, he takes like five naps a day, and he, you know, he gets fed, and everybody's attention is on him. What a life, right? He, uh, so he's off sleeping, but uh, he's doing great. He is just growing and growing and moving around. We just had his very first birthday. I think we got a picture of that out at the park and just had a blast. And then um, a doctor said that he's a healthy, happy boy, 70th percentile, both in height and weight, so he's really getting strong, recruiting him as a linebacker. And um, they actually have now these these baby dumbbell rattlers or like half a pound. I'm like, Marta, we have to get him one of those, (laughs) right? But uh, he's doing awesome. And Marta is just incredible. By trade, she's a baker, but currently working as a banker at Baker Boyer Bank, banking, banking on the plan that one day she'll be able to bake again so that she can make bank baking. So she's, she's doing awesome. And uh, thank you. She's doing awesome, and I'm, I'm coaching football. I'm over there four days a week. I get to yell at high schoolers all the time and get satisfaction watch, watching them expel the Big Macs they weren't supposed to have before a workout. It's a good life, so it's awesome. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're doing awesome. Uh, it's, we, we love life on the beast side. And uh, Lance and Maria, you may have heard of them before, Lance and Maria Malone. They came with us from Aberdeen, Washington to join us. Uh, they're worship pastors. They just had their first baby, Lincoln Isaiah. That's uh, classic Lance hopping in the bed there. Uh, that's, uh, so, yeah, uh, they, so they, Lincoln's awesome. They, just, they bought their first house. They got their first dog. They're just moving onward and upward. And then... Your very own Green family, Jordan and Katie with their two little ones, Emma and Gracie, they are such a blessing. We love them so much, Sweet Life and us. They're our near and dear friends. And I got to say, Katie, uh, anyone that has a kiddo in Walla Walla wants Katie to watch their kids. She has made so many connections with mommies around town, mommies in the neighborhood. And Jordan, this guy, if you own a motorcycle in Walla Walla, you probably have spent a lot of time with him in his garage. It's what he does. He's even started motorcycle rallies over there in Walla Walla. It's awesome. So they're, they're doing great. So Jared and Ann asked us to boomerang on back here. Uh, flat tire and the I-84 gridlock and the whole thing to come back here to, to really share with you guys, talk about what Sweet Life is up to and what God's been teaching us in the three years that we've been over on the sunny side of life. And we are, we're so thrilled and excited to be here. We did get 42 inches of snow this winter, but it was still sunny. It was nice. <laughs> negative seven or whatever, but it was good. But, uh, you know, it's kind of crazy. Jared kind of mentioned it. 
Uh, August of 2014, so August 2017, we're going to be turning three. We're going to be we're in a little toddler church, we're toddling around like Judah, right? We were, August of 2014, we had our very first event. We had a block, par- block party for our neighborhood in the backyard, interrupted by this big thunderstorm. That was the very first thing that we, that we ever did. And then in October, we launched our weekly services, where we have services now every single week. So it's, it's, been, it's been really cool to see what God's been doing and that very first, when Sweet Life started, it started with Lance, Maria, Marta, myself, all four of us. We were Sweet Life Church in Walla Walla, Washington. Now, if everybody shows up at one time, we're 70 people. So we are, we're on the up and up, working and growing, uh, which has been, it's been a lot of fun. For those of you guys that don't know the full story, uh, when we came to Walla Walla, our plan was to start church in our living room. And once church got too big for our living room, we'd start another group in Lance and Maria's living room. And once that got too big, we'd start another group and another group, and this is how this would work. Not long being in Walla Walla, I got to know a, a friend of mine who was pastor, in Walla, pastor there in Walla Walla, and he had passed, him and his wife had pastored a four-score church since 1972. And he invites me over for coffee, and we're sitting and having coffee, and he says, hey, Grant, listen, I've been, doing, I've been doing this ministry thing since the late 50s. I'm ready to just fish and hang out with my grandkids. You're the new pastor in town. You guys are the new church in town. We paid this building off in 1976. Here are the keys. God bless you. More or less, that's how that conversation went. Just unbelievable God showing up in that way. So we're, we have, we've, been, we've been meeting in a building. It is 100 years old. Old German Lutheran building, it's taken a lot of TLC to get it to where we needed it to go. The sanctuary, sanctuary can fit about 50. That feels very cozy. Uh, we have one room for kids. We have four, a total of four parking spaces because um, <laughs> the building was created for carriages and buggies, not cars. <laughs> so we, uh, but, but not long after we got this building, an evergreen team actually came out to help us with painting and everything. And uh, I was thinking about this and Shane, what was it, a high like 10, something like that? It was cold and Trying to heat a 100-year-old building is an interesting experience. But we, we were all there, and it, we, we made it work. And now, we, a recent picture of the stage, we've kind of got it to, to where we have it now, and it's worked out for us. But the exciting thing about this is we're outgrowing this. We are at the spot where we are looking for other buildings because... We, we, we're getting too big for, for this building. And so we're, we're in the process. We've looked at several buildings. We're praying about it. We're talking with realtors. So if you guys can continue to pray for that, it's a pretty exciting step in the development of Sweet Life. And I was thinking about this church plant thing, and Ann calls it a parachute drop plant is what we did. We didn't know anyone that was from Walla Walla. We didn't know anyone that lived in Walla Walla. What we knew about Walla Walla were Burgerville, Walla Walla Sweet Onion Rings. That's what we knew about it, right? <laughs> Let's be honest. And uh, so, you know, we had the only, really the only time we spent there was just visiting, swinging through and visiting Walla Walla. And so we end up, we go to, we go to Walla Walla, God calls us there and we parachute drop into it. And I was thinking about the last three years and just the different moments of this church plant. That first year, everything was completely brand new. We'd never done it before. This thing is completely brand new. Everything that we do is an experiment. Sometimes the invention turned out really well. It, it went great. Sometimes the Bunsen burner blew up. And we were like, uh, let's never do that one again, right? You know, it's, everything's a big, it was a big experiment. We were just establishing precedent. We were just setting our foundations, sending our roots deep 
into Walla Walla, establishing, building, and nurturing relationships and friendships. We get into year two, and we definitely had the, wow, church planting is a lot of work. Jared and Ann, what did you get us into? This thing is a whole different animal. We had difficulties, and we had challenges. We had uh, stressful, intense moments. The honeymoon was definitely over. But then we get into year three. And year three, we've really begun to see growth, both in, in people coming to Sweet Life, people inviting people to Sweet Life. We're now engaging in the global picture and missions around the world. We support a church plant in Santiago, Chile. It is our prayer that a Sweet Life team can go down there next year to, to help them. I'm going to Saskatoon, Saskatchewan in October of all places, because that's where God's sending us. They need help up there. So we're starting to, to get the global picture, think beyond our four walls. Walls, which is super, super exciting. And Lance, Lance, a worship pastor, you saw, he said it not long ago. I feel like for the first time, Sweet Life, we're really in a groove now. We're kind of moving and grooving. And I said, oh yeah, I agree with that. You can feel it and sense it. We're starting to see our Sweet Life vision really begin to take shape now, both in individuals and as our church family. It's just been incredible. And I told Sweet Life the other day, I said, hey, it's, it's pretty cool. God brings each one of you here for a reason. Sometimes it's only for a season, but every time it's for a purpose. And Jared kind of alluded to that. Uh, Just over five years ago, we randomly stumbled into this place called Evergreen Christian Center because someone said they had a good service there and that was enough for us. We stumble into Evergreen Christian Center and we walk out of it thinking, hey, that was awesome. You know, there was good music. People were really friendly. Good. Well, we'll think about this. And as Jared said, we're walking in the parking lot and this crazy guy comes and runs out in the parking lot and basically tackles us before we get to our car. Says, oh, my name's Jared, right? And we, so we get to know him and we get to know Anne. Not long after, they invite us to the Aranko Station Starbucks, basically their second home. And we, uh, so we get together with them at Starbucks and two years later, they send us out to plant a church in Walla Walla, Washington. We came here for a reason. We were only here for a season and for a purpose that we could have never imagined when we first walked in those doors over five years ago. Unbelievable stuff. So I'm excited. I'm excited for this new season at Sweet Life, and really I'm excited because you guys, Evergreen family, gets to be a part of this with us. Through your love, through your support, through your encouragement, through coming out to Walla Walla, your prayers, you get to be a part of where God's taking Sweet Life in this next season. And I hope you're as excited as I am because it's, it's, it's been a fun ride and it's going to get even better. We're expecting God to do some great stuff. So, you know, God's had something on my heart, something on my heart that I wanted to share with you. And the, just yesterday, actually, we, the guys at Sweet Life, we did this thing called Man to the Mountain, where we were like Moses going up to our Mount Sinai, which is Pikes Peak, just outside of town that overlooks the valley. And we went up there just for a time of worship and prayer. And it was pretty cool. Prophetic words came out of that and visions and some healing and um, some, some pretty neat stuff came out of that. And this word continued to come up. And so I wanted to share it with you to be encouraged, to use your gifts, to get plugged in here, to invite people to, to be a part of what God is doing here at Evergreen. Recently, we've had some discouragement at Sweet Life with some of our people saying, hey, I'm trying so hard to invite people to our events, to our groups, to church, and they just won't come. Or they'll come once and then they'll leave. Maybe you've had that experience. You've been trying to invite somebody to church for 20, 30 years and they haven't done anything, right? You've been trying to lead someone to Jesus and they haven't. They just won't, they won't do it. They won't go there. 
And so I want to encourage you to not be discouraged. Sometimes people that you invite will never come. Sometimes they'll only come once. Sometimes they'll come for, just, for a little while and then they'll never come back again. Jesus shares a parable in the book of Luke where he says, hey guys, scatter the seed. When it, you, you might throw seed on rocky soil. It might be on thorny soil. The birds might come and take that seed away. It might be fertile soil. But in the end, there will be a great harvest. That's the promise. And so looking at that, so we, are, we are called to be sowers. We are called to be sowers in our world. We may never reap what we sow. We may never see the fruit on the tree. We may never experience the great harvest that Jesus talked about. But we are asked to throw the seed of Jesus Christ wherever we are and whenever we can. It's what we're called to do. And so my encouragement to, to you guys today is to keep on doing it. Keep on keeping on. You are called to be a missionary here. This is your mission field. Whether it be Hillsboro or Banks or North Plains or Cornelius or Forest Grove or Beaverton or Aloha, you're called to be a missionary here. You are called to help people find and follow Jesus here. It's what you are designed to do. It's your mission field. Keep on keeping on doing it. And the beautiful thing about a church family like this is you don't have to do it alone. We were, see, we were never meant to do it alone. We were never designed to go through life and do this thing alone. We were designed and meant to do it in community, in family. And so today I wanted to share with you something that we use at Sweet Life. We've been using it recently to help us engage and dive into our church family. So I wanted to share it with you today and through that kind of share some things that God's been teaching us, teaching me in this, these three years of, a, of Sweet Life plant. So it's really encouraged me and I hope it encourages you as well. So this tool that we use, I wanted to share today, you'll see it up here, is to show up, sync up, and serve. That's kind of a catchy little slogan. You know, I actually stole this from a friend of mine that pastors up in Tacoma. And so, here we go, transparency moment. I'm a slogan stealer. That's what I do. So if you guys ever come up with a catchy little jingle or a nice slogan or a neat acronym, chances are it will resurrect itself at Sweet Life Church. I throw here, near, and far around all the time. Thank you, Roths, right? So show up, sync up, and serve. I'm gonna go through these a little bit. First one is, is show up. And this comes out of the book of Hebrews where the writer of Hebrews says, hey guys, don't neglect meeting together as some people have, but love each other, support each other, encourage each other, motivate each other to acts of love and good works until Jesus comes back. Make church family a priority in your life. I saw a statistic the other day that said the average person goes to church 1.7 times a month. Kind of wild. I don't know where they get the point seven from, right? But hey, it, this should be a priority. This should be something that's important to you that we don't neglect in our life. I tell this to Sweet Life. I say, hey guys, we want you here. We like you. We want you to be around and to be involved with what we're doing here in the Sweet Life family. Because it's a great time. It's a fun time. But it's a powerful time when the church family gets together, when community happens. It's a powerful moment. Maybe you felt that before. We have, every now and then we have worship nights at Sweet Life where we press pause in the middle of the week to get together. Kids go downstairs and play and we get together 
to take an hour to pursue Jesus together. And let me tell you, there's power that happens amidst that. When we all get together and chase after God 100% together, it transforms us from the inside out. Just a couple weeks ago, we had our summer kickoff barbecue where there were a bunch of us that went down to the park and some of us were playing in the creek, having a good time. Some of us got a wiffle ball game going on. Some of us were, were playing on the playground. There were games at tables. Some people were just content to hang around Lance as he's flipping burgers, swapping stories. But I told Sweet Life that next Sunday, I said, guys, that was church. We just did church. Church family got together and we did life together. We had opportunities to have conversations and love each other and support each other in our lives together. And so I, I say this at Sweet, at Sweet Life. I say, guys, it's like, it's, like the, it's like the old show Cheers and that theme song where it says, sometimes you want to go where everyone knows your name and they're always glad you came. There are people here who need you. There are people here whose lives will be blessed because of you. And likewise, there are people here who want to love you, who want to support you, who want to encourage you in your walk of life. That's what church family does. And you know, I was thinking about this. Showing up, establishing showing up mentality in a church plant is an interesting thing. That's an interesting part of church planting. We've had services where we'll have 50 people, 70 people, and then the next week we'll have like 10. We've had things where we'll, we'll plan for months in advance of, of these events, so we'll buy a bunch of stuff to it, and 15 people will turn out for our event. Then we'll kind of wing an event, just throw it together at the last minute with no real organization, 60 people will show up. Like, what's the lesson here, God? <laughs> right? it, it, it's a unique thing. Um, just the other week, just the other week, actually, we, we had a service. We packed out our sanctuary. We had kids coming out our ears downstairs. There were new visitors. It was a blast. Had all, we felt we had all this momentum. We were planning our next service already. We were doing follow-ups. It was awesome. Next Sunday, we had 12 people total, including kids. Like, what? So, you know, I got up to the line of scrimmage, looked at the defense, called an audible. We ended up prayer walking around town, interceding for our neighborhoods. Worked out. But showing up, and so, you know, God, uh, we, God spoke to us as leadership team. We got together as leadership team. We were talking about this, and like, this is, this is a weird thing, trying to establish some sort of consistency in a brand new baby toddler church. And, you know, we're talking, you know, kind of, kind of frustrating, can get kind of discouraging and things like that. And so we prayed about it, and we got a word in that, in that meeting as we were worshiping and taking communion and praying together. And God said, will you keep doing what you're asked to do as faithfully as you can? Keep on doing what you're asked to do as faithfully as you can. Keep on keeping on. Keep on marching forward with your eyes on the goal, knowing what you're called to do, and don't worry about all the peripheral stuff. And as we were talking about that, one of the members of our team spoke up and said, you know what's interesting about that? To know what we're asked to do, we actually have to stop and listen. Make time for the Lord. And I know for me, that was a word directly for me. I'm a busy guy. I got all kinds of things going on, lots of to-do lists. I wear lots of different hats during the day, meeting a lot of different people, chasing after this little kid all the time, right? I got a lot of things, a lot of things going on. And then usually my, my prayer time is I come to God. Here's my list, God. Fulfill these. Right? Maybe some of you guys have the same thing, right? But man, maybe we need to come to a spot where we just come before God and be still and know that he is God. Allow him to speak. Listen to him speak life into our lives. Keep on doing what you're asked to do as faithfully as you can. 
So show up. Make church family a priority. The next one is to sync up. Sync up. Now, this comes out of a version of a verse in Habakkuk. I'm sure many of you are well-versed in the minor prophet. As I told uh, the the earlier service, I said, if that happens to be you, will you come talk to me after service? Because I'm not well-versed in Habakkuk. I'd love to learn from you. So So Habakkuk, this verse says this. Okay, it says, make the vision plain. Write it on the tablets so that the one who reads it may run forward with it. Think about that. Make the vision plain. Write it on the tablet so that the one who reads it may run forward with it. Pastor who came up with this slogan, he, he might have stolen it too. Uh, he he uh, came up with it, or I heard it in the early 2000s. And at this time, we have these things called sync cords, where you take your big old iPod or your big old cell phone and you plug it into your computer, or if you were ahead of the curve, your laptop at the time, and everything would be synchronized. What you'd see on your computer screen would be the same thing you'd see on your phone or your iPod. It would all be on the same page. And it's, so this, it's, it's this idea where, hey, if you call this your church family, it's really important that you show up and you make it a priority, but you need to pl- plug yourself into that church vision. You need to sync yourself up to the vision of that church family. And so at Sweet Life, we say that we want to be a deep and wide church, meaning that we want to go deep in our relationship with Jesus, first and foremost. We want to go deep in our relationship with each other, establishing that family atmosphere, that community. We want to reach wide, reaching other people in our circles, in our life. And then we want to reach wide by serving Walla Walla and beyond, here, near, and far. And so we say, guys, if you, want to, if you call Sweet Life your church family... Yeah, show up, but then, guys, take your sync cord, plug your heart into that. Be a deep and wide person. Let's live this out together, not only as a church family, but also as individual people. Here at Evergreen, what's that vision of Evergreen? We are, called to, we are called to help people find and follow Jesus here, near, and far. So how can you help Evergreen do that as a church family, but also how can you do that as an individual person in your lives, in your mission field? So I was thinking about vision and I actually heard a, a ministry leader at a conference talk about this a little bit. And he said that during this time of his life, he was doing a lot of traveling. Sure, the story is a good story. Doing a lot of traveling and he was flying to the city to speak at an evangelism conference to share with people strategies of how to witness to people. And he's on this flight, and he's reading his book, doing whatever, and the pilot comes on the intercom, and he says, oh, for various reasons, yada, 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 uh, flight is going to be diverted. We're going to actually have to land here. And he's like, oh, man, all right. So they land at this airport. He gets out, and he said, it was a podunk, rinky-dink little airport in a podunk, rinky-dink little town. And he gets off, and they don't have a flight to the city he needs to go to that day, tomorrow, but the day after tomorrow, if they have enough people who want to go on that flight. So he's thinking, oh, great. I got to speak at this thing. What am I going to do? They said, well, we do have a bus that's going there. It'd be a 10 to 12 hour bus ride through the middle of the night. So I said, oh boy, okay, I guess I got to get, I got to be at this thing. So he gets on this bus and he said, it's all cramped and cold and drafty. And the guy he's sitting next to looks kind of funny, smells kind of funny. And he's thinking, oh boy, God, what's the lesson here? Right, and so the bus gets going, and they get driving, and he can't sleep, and so he says, so he says, all of a sudden the guy, the guy turns to him and starts wanting to talk, and he's thinking, well, I can't sleep. Maybe this will pass the time. We can entertain each other a little bit. 
they get to talking. They end up talking the rest of the bus ride through the night to the city. This guy ends up leading this man to Jesus on the bus. They've stayed in communication to this day, and that man is now a leader in ministry. And he said he got to this conference, he stepped off the bus, and he laughed, and he said, I'm, I'm, here I am going to this evangelism conference to talk about strategy of how to witness to people, getting all flustered and frustrated because I can't make this evangelism conference. What well, ends up happening? I end up leading a guy to Jesus in the middle of the night on some bus. And he said this, he said, I realized this. My flight was diverted. It got diverted. But God's promise and his plan, purpose, and vision remained the same through that. So it got me thinking. You know, in Walla Walla, I'm a, I'm a football coach. I create game plans. I really appreciate it when the game goes according to my game plan. Uh, if, if, if any of you are coaches out there, you know uh, that doesn't happen, right? So, so coming into this, going to Walla Walla back in 14, I had my whole game plan. This is who's going to come with me. This is what they're going to do. This is how this is going to look. This is the strategy we're going to take. At this point, we'll be here. Jared talks about these things called tripwires. So when you get to these places, you can measure how you're doing. Well, okay, these are going to be the trip, tripwires. And I can guess this is how we're going to be doing it. This tripwire, da, 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 da. I had this whole file on my computer of how this is all going to go. If you would have sat down with me on June 29th of 2014 and said, this is how sweet life's going to look, July 16th of 2017, I could never have imagined it. Our flight, our flight has been diverted. Game plan's been changed so many times in the last three years. But he who promised is faithful. We can have unwavering hope in him. And his purpose and his plan and his vision for us coming to Walla Walla to help people find and follow Jesus, to love people to Jesus, to establish a, a work, be missionaries there, that has never changed. Just the, just the example that I gave you. Super excited after that service, planning for the next service, building momentum. Here's what this is going to do. These people are going to show up. It's going to be awesome. We're going to do lunches afterwards, all this stuff. 12 people show up, total. We ended up prayer walking. After that prayer walk, people came up to me and said they had never done prayer walking before. They want to make prayer walk something that we regularly do, so we are. We're going to start prayer walking regularly as a church. And they said, we've never contended for the community we lived in before. I had people tell me that they, they're going to start making that part of their daily prayer life. I could have preached that in a sermon. God diverted our plan, diverted our flight. His vision stayed the same. So show up, sync up. And then the last one is to serve. And this comes out of Paul's letter to Corinthians where he says, hey, there are many different parts and pieces of a human body, but you need them all to make a whole human body. It's the same with the body of Christ, the church. There are many different kinds of people. There are many different gifts. There are many different roles. All are needed in the body of Christ and in the church. So the encouragement here is this, is to use your gifts you each were given a unique set of gifts that God has given you. We weren't given gifts just to say, I got this gift, look at me, right? We were given these gifts to use them, to serve each other, serve our church family, to wash each other's feet just as Jesus did. To use them, to find your passion and run with that. Especially at a place like Evergreen, guys, there are so many different areas and opportunities for you to serve, to contribute, to help your church family out. And so I tell Sweet Life, I say, guys, we need you. We believe in you. This is the next step. 
I uh, got, got pretty frustrated not long ago. I got pretty mad. I was pacing around the room praying with cats following me. And uh, I, was, I, was, I was angry with God. Because there were people in Sweet Life that I thought should be serving, should be stepping up. They weren't. There were people that should be coming to Sweet Life that weren't. There were people who said they were served and then would flake out on their commitment. There were people who I thought would be so good at this, this, and this, but wouldn't take that step because they were uncomfortable with it. And I was getting frustrated. I was mad at God because of it. So I'm pacing the room. I'm upset with him. There were some colorful words uh, to God uh, during that moment. I, uh, I, I coach at a Catholic high school, and uh, I was talking with a priest about that. I, I told him that was happening. He looks at me and smiles and says, he says, a, a coach, I think God can take it. I was like, okay, good. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> uh, but so I, I was mad. And so finally I stopped my rant to God. And I just kind of let myself calm down a little bit. And in that moment, his still small voice said, Grant, will you just love people and let me do the rest? Will you just love people and let me handle it? And I said, oh, okay. Next day, I go and I listen to a friend of mine preach. And at the end of his sermon, he basically he says, guys, basically, I just think God's telling us to do the work. Uh, God's telling us to do the work and let him handle the results. And it was kind of one of those light turned on, okay, God, message received, right? Just love people and let God show up. Guy at Sweet Life was, was getting pretty discouraged, pretty frustrated. We're sitting on his steps. He's actually uh, at the point of tears, and he, uh, he's telling me, I, I'm sorry. I'm inviting all these people to church and to events, trying to get them plugged in. I'm seeing how much pain is in their life. I want them to know Jesus, to be a part of a community. They, 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 some have come, some didn't. None of the people that he had invited go to any church at all. And he was really discouraged by that. He said, maybe I just shouldn't be doing this anymore. And I looked at him and I said, you are so incredibly gifted. God has anointed you and inviting people to church. Like nothing I could, I've ever been able to do. You're better than anybody I've seen here in this town at doing that. God has a special role for you in that. He said, you are so gifted at leading the horse to water. But here's the thing. Whether or not they drink that water, that's between them and God. That's, that's not you. That's between their heart and God's heart. And you gotta trust God to work in their life in that moment. You're just asked to bring him, to bring him on in and let him, let him meet them. Love people and let God show up. So show up. Make church, make church family a priority. Sync up. Plug yourself into the vision of that church, of your church family, and then serve. Use your gifts to serve your church family. And as I talked about earlier, then you can reach wide and invite other people to do the same thing. Keep on doing what God is asking you to do as faithfully as you can. That's my prayer every day. That's what I wake up asking. God, would you help me? Help me to do what you're asking me to do as faithfully as you can. But to get to that point, you gotta know what he's asking you to do. So you need to take a moment, be still, and know that he is God. Listen to him. Realize your flight may be diverted. If it hasn't yet, it will. It will. That's how God works. Your flight may be diverted. may be diverted. But he who promised is faithful. We can have unwavering hope in that. His vision, his calling on your life stays the same, remains the same through that. And at the end of the day, 
Just love people. Just love people and let God do his thing. Can I pray for you guys? God, I thank you so much for, thank you so much for this Evergreen family, for what you are doing here. God, I just pray that everyone here would be encouraged to continue to be a missionary here in this mission field. Lord, that this Evergreen community would grow closer to each other as they show up, as they plug into the vision here, as they serve each other and invite others to do the same. God, I pray your Holy Spirit, your power would move through this community and impact Hillsboro and beyond. God, I thank you for the relationship between Evergreen and Sweet Life. God, we just ask that your vision would come to pass for Sweet Life and for Evergreen. In your name we pray, amen.